the chapel and we're gonna get married. Going to the chapel and All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wedding Pro Radio, the show that talks all things wedding and wedding-related topics. Whether you're planning a wedding or whether you're in, a we- in the wedding industry, we will give you tips, advice, and helpful hints to make your big day everything you dreamed it would be. I am Rich Leggett with Black Tie Events, a full-service DJ company based out of Atlanta, Georgia, and also with offices in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, and I'm joined by my co-host, Abby Hillis. Good morning, everyone. Abby Hillis here with ACH Events. So we are... Uh, got a great topic for you today guys um just so you know we got a couple of great features we do questions every week um i'm gonna do a dj tip of the week this week we're gonna count yeah. down yeah we're gonna count down the top 10 last dance songs um and that is sponsored by dj songless but we do want to do a couple of sponsor uh, sponsor thank yous first we want to thank big talk radio del marva for running the show also ach events dj songlist and black tie events so abby tell us what the topic is that we're talking about this week Yes, so I figured we've talked like bits and pieces about allocating budget and what certain things. I know we had questions about florals previously and what they should cost and talking about catering. And so I thought, you know what, we should just do a whole segment on how in the world a budget breaks down and how do you, you know, decipher how much goes to what vendor and all of that jazz. So um, I know it's different from market to market, but I thought we could at least provide some guidance on this subject. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? I was looking, I, I ran some numbers. So what would you guess? Um, the Knot did a, a, uh, a survey in 2019, um, now in conjunction with Wedding Wire. What would you guess the average cost of a wedding is nationwide? Oh, um, nationwide. Okay. Probably something around 40000 yeah, actually, it's it's a little under that. So nationwide, um, according to the Knotts uh, 2019 Real Wedding Study, it is thirty three thousand nine hundred nationwide. Not far off. Yeah, no. that yeah, because because you have to take into consideration the outliers, right? You have the people who do like the smaller micro, like lower budget weddings, but then you also have the monstrosity of weddings that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. So it's, but then you got to look at like what would the average be without like New York and California. <laughs> yeah. Well, and guess guess what the most expensive state is? California? It is not. What is it? It is not. New Jersey. Really? New Jersey, the most expensive state to get married and plan and have a wedding. $53,400, the average wedding cost in New Jersey. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. That is not, I would have, I would have, if I would have, was a betting woman, I would have totally lost my money on that. <laughs> yeah. And, Cal- and California is not far off the average, believe it or not. It was only 39. It's, thir- oh, I say only 39, like it's not a lot of money, but it's 39,000. But look, it's 20,000 cheaper than New Jersey. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. Absolutely. So this is such a great topic that we're going to uh, go over. And I know, um, just so you'll know, when I was looking at that, I kind of dove deeper into the numbers. Yeah. And they said that the, the biggest expense is, and you probably knew this already, is food. Yes. Yes. It costs a lot to feed people it and does. to give them drinks all night. <laughs> it does. So let's uh, dive into um, some of the stuff that you put together because as a wedding planner, Abby has to deal with budgeting um, every day for the weddings that she's doing and helping her brides do that. So um, let's talk about allocating budget and break that down a little bit. Yes. So 
the biggest thing that I, I get when, when clients, they haven't even booked us yet. They're just like, we just need so much help with budget. We don't know where to start. We don't even know how to allocate. We, we like, what do we need to do? And one of the first things I always tell people is like, we just, you have to start with creating some sort of estimate. You have to set some sort of boundaries to yourself so you can at least have a guide yep. going throughout the process. Because if you don't, you, it, your options become endless. It's, so it's like, you know, you can always blow a ton of money in each vendor category. You can always hire the best of the best. But right. is that where you want all of your money to go to? And where are you okay with maybe not hiring the top professional in, in your market, but okay with hiring someone that's a little bit cheaper because it fits more within your budget? Right. And so you have to have some sort of guidance. Um, so the first thing off the bat that I'm going to tell everyone, there's a budget spreadsheet that I have up on my blog. If you go to achevents.com and you go to our blog, there's a uh, your engaged now what blog post. And on there is a link to a budget spreadsheet. And I encourage you, if you don't use this one, to use some sort of spreadsheet to track all of your expenses and what you're anticipating to spend. Um, I think the, the next biggest thing is, well, we haven't really been given a budget. We're going to put some of the money into it ourselves and both of our parents are willing to contribute, but we don't even know where, how much we should spend to uh, make sure that like we get what we want. And so what I recommend is if you have no idea um, and you feel like you can't, part of your budget isn't to you know hire a partial or first full service planner is to see if you can do a consultation with a planner that can just help allocate where and how much you should, you're wanting to spend and where you spend it. Right. Um, well, so that's what, go ahead. And I was going to say, I think a planner is money well spent because they will save you money in the, in the I long know. run. So, and a and lot I of people wish, don't think about that. They don't. And I wish that that was more of like a well-known thing that, not only do the planners save you money, but they save like the headache that we can save you. I mean, it's just, like we could go, I could go and tell off so many stories, even just within the last week of like things where I've had to step in for clients and where I wasn't actually contractually obligated to help them with, but because they have me on their side and we've been working together, I can step in and diffuse a situation with another vendor or help, you know, solve a problem that arises. And that is priceless. Yeah. Like having that help is so priceless. Um, so yes, definitely we are worth our money in gold, I promise. But beyond that, just having someone who's a professional who knows your market. So especially if you're like getting married um, in maybe a place where you don't live and it's going to be more of like a destination type wedding. Like we have a ton of people who get married in Austin who aren't from Austin. Right. And having someone who knows the market, knows what the average cost of things are, knows what you should um, you know, allocate to get a really good vendor in a certain vendor category, that's really important. Um, so what we do is we use that budget spreadsheet and we start with a column that's just an estimate column. And basically I, I walk through with the clients and we just walk through, okay, how important is this? How important is this? How much, like, what are the things that you want? And so the biggest one that I always start with is catering. And the first question I ask is how many people are you wanting to invite? Let's get an estimate on how many we think will actually attend based on that number. And then do you want plated? Do you want buffet? Do you want stations? Do you want a full bar? Do you want just beer, wine, and a signature drink? Mm -hmm. Do you just want beer and wine? Because all of those things factor into how much you should estimate to spend. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to spend 10000 on catering and then say, I want a full open bar and I want a, a steak plated meal because 
you may not get that with ten thousand your ten thousand dollars allocated if it's for a hundred two hundred people so you have to know what your like what your ex, what your expectations and your wants are in order to be able to gauge your budgeting effectively yeah, from the beginning absolutely and based on the catering i guess you know we talked about whether it's plated whether it's a buffet whether I guess the venue does in-house catering or um, or catering is provided by a separate caterer coming to the venue. What mm-hmm. would you say, uh, roughly, what would you say the percentage is that that, that should be of your budget of, of the food expense? Since we talked about it, is probably the biggest expense for the whole day. I think for just ease of like putting per, like numbers and percentages out there, let's just say that you're looking at a $50,000 budget for 150 people. Okay. Um, just for the ease of kind of like mainstreaming yeah. it. Um, I mean, at minimum, I would say budget with, and that this may or may, I mean, I would say doesn't even really include bar. It could include bar, maybe not the alcohol cost, but the cost of just bartenders, uh, for a $50,000 wedding, one fifth of it. So $10,000, I would estimate to go towards, um, catering. And that's, that's an, and I would say that's in the Austin market too. Like I'm basing that kind of in like the Austin market to kind of put parameters around it. But I mean, you can quickly easily on a plated meal for a hundred people get to $20,000, no problem. Oh yeah. So you just, it totally depends on like, there's a lot of variables that play into it, but I mean, don't be surprised when a huge part of your budget goes to food and beverage because it just costs a lot to feed and, um, serve people alcohol night long it's just well, a big expense yeah and again according to the knot it's the biggest expense you're going to pay so you need to budget smartly when you're doing that and it can vary because you, you know if you want filet mignon um you know that's going to drive the price up or if you just right. want, to, want, to, want a basic you know fish or or you know something along those lines it'll drop the price down so it just just depends on what you want to what you want to pick. Um, so besides catering being the biggest expense, you also have stuff uh, little stuff that people don't think about, like decor and rentals. Yes. So this again, like when I think of decor and rentals, that to me that includes if you're going to rent any type of chairs, tables, linens, napkins, florals, the votives and candles, and any other type of decor that comes along with florals. Um, if you're doing any sort of like backdrop for your ceremony or any installation of piping and draping, all of that stuff to me falls under decor and rentals. But I definitely highly recommend kind of putting together a cap of, of that, all of that together and then also trying to break it down based on each thing. So of 10000 that I want to allocate to all of that, I want 5000 of that or 6000 of that to go to flowers specifically. Right. And I want... 1,000 of that to go to a really pretty linen that I want to make sure um, is dropped on all the tables. Right. I want to, you know, it's kind of break it down a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and again, this category is a lot like catering. It so is largely dependent on how many tables and how many guests. And then also like how extravagant do you want to be and how simple do you want to be? Because it can go as far as the sky. I mean, there's really no limit on decor. You've, right. We've seen, you know, the amazing weddings that that people have put together in this country. Um, but you can also, if you set a budget, stay within that budget as long as you communicate that and find vendors that fall within that budget. So for me, I say decor and rentals. You know, that it's another could be as much as another one fifth or um, like ten to fifteen thousand if we're talking about a, a fifty thousand dollar budget. 
um, it's another huge chunk when you look at it all together collectively. And then I also recommend breaking it out under each subtopic within the decor and rentals. Yeah, well, you know, and in looking at that study, they said food was the number, uh, number one expense. Number two expense, according to uh, to the 2019 NOT um, wedding survey on how to budget for your wedding, is photography. And that's going to tie in because we actually, next in next week's episode, we actually have Paige Vaughn from Paige Vaughn Photo, who is yes. going to uh, talk to us about photography. So that's great. So that we're looking at that as the number two expense. And then I guess everything falls into place after that, your entertainment, um, and then the other things. But there's probably some stuff that we're, we are missing because I know you and I talked about this a little bit. So what are some of the things people should think about that you don't typically think about when you're budgeting that uh, yes. that you need to consider? Yes. So on that budget spreadsheet, you'll see that we have like the vendors grouped in one section, which are all like your must have vendors that you need to do to produce a wedding. And then above that, we have all the things that you forget about. So when a client comes to me and says, look, I have $50,000 to spend on this wedding. Um, how do you suggest we allocate all of the money? And one thing that they, there's actually two things that they typically forget that, that builds into the total cost, um, which is postage and invitation cost, which is a typically a very big expense that people totally overlook. Yeah, and I, wouldn't, when I wouldn't have get, even thought of that, Abby. I wouldn't have oh, even yeah, thought. Oh, yeah, because, but, you know, people don't, if you want to do something that's that's never been done before, then you have to have a graphic designer and um, you, they, they create it, they design it from scratch. That costs money. And then alone, postage alone is always like a little hidden expense that no one ever thinks about. And I'm like, well, think if you're sending out save the dates to 150 addresses and then you're sending out uh, invitations to 150 addresses and then you're in those 150 invitate or 150 addresses, you're also having to send an RSVP card. That's in theory, three stamps, probably more if you have a bigger invitation that, that weighs more than you have to have more stamps. Yeah. So you're you're like alone at hundreds of dollars just in stamps alone before you've even designed and created and put together the invitation and the save the dates. So that's something that I always have as, as a line item is postage and save the dates and invitations when we're working through the budget. And then another big one is alterations to whether that's to the uh, dress that the bride's wearing or a tuxedo or a suit for the groom. Right. Um, people will get smoking deals on dresses and I've had this happen with clients where they get an off the rack but you know by happenstance and then they're like wait my alterations are a thousand dollars like absolutely because you have six layers and we have to they have to you know go layer by layer right. and that takes hours upon hours for the seamstress to do so I always try to you know allocate something there to just make sure that they, they're holding a little bit of money in the budget for that and then the last one which a lot of times gets missed too until the very end and then it's like oh crap i didn't think about this which was tipping right um tipping is is a necessary thing and it's definitely something that as you're going throughout your planning process and your budgeting process you should think about you want to make sure you take care of these people um you know and you would definitely want to reward them for doing a good job at the end of the day when they've really done well at producing a really great wedding for you so um you know this gets into the thousands very quickly depending on if you're doing a band um or you know depending on how big your catering bill is yep limo and limo yeah yep. any drivers right. any i mean any vendors if you have a bunch of vendors that are involved every vendor 
you know, should should be given something, in my opinion, if they've done a good job. Yeah, I totally that. agree with that. I totally agree with that. Because, it, you know, one, it's the way they're making their living. So, you know, what? It, 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 even though they're getting paid to do the event, um, it's, it's a little bit like a server at a restaurant. You know, any extra money that you can get that helps for providing a great quality service is just a bonus and will help them pay their bills because this is how, how they're making their living. That you literally took the words out of my mouth. Like we are still service based, yep. and I think people forget that sometimes um, because we're wedding, but we are still service based at a service based industry. So like when the bartenders go home at the end of the night, they've chosen to work at that wedding rather than be at a bar. So you know, yes, they're getting paid hourly from whoever they're working for, but tips are a huge part of what they take home. They don't get. Yeah. I know what bartenders make at weddings, and they don't get paid enough for right. what their job is. Right. So those tips are what keep you know their lights on at home. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I always feel like, you know, people kind of always get shocked if, you know, they don't really know a lot about wedding planning and they're, you know, they're just diving into it with me. And I show them like the number that I estimate for their tipping line. Um, and it's typically never less than a thousand dollars unless it's a micro wedding yeah. that I'm helping with. Right. Um, and they always are like, what that much of the budget? And I'm like, absolutely. Like you want to make sure that if, if, if your vendors know that they're going to be taken care of, they're going to show up for you. Yeah, They're going to absolutely. do whatever it takes to make sure that you have a perfect day. Yeah. So, like, let's make sure we take care of them. Yeah, um, they'll go above and beyond. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, there's so much that goes into budgeting, y'all, and I could talk about it for forever, but I really feel like breaking it down and at least setting boundaries for where the budget needs to be and trying to get it to a number that everyone's comfortable with who's involved in contributing to the cost of the wedding uh, is super important to make sure that you it, to help guide you through the process of narrowing down vendors and it kind of helps keep you on track and not end up spending double what you planned. Yeah, I agree. And you know what I think we ought to do? Because you're right, we, we could do a whole show and just talk about budgeting because it's such a big part. Maybe uh, down the line we do a um, allocating budget part two and kind of mm -hmm. dive in a little deeper into each aspect and, I would love that and talk about that because I think it's great information that everybody needs to have. I mean, it 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 again is the beginning part of the planning process. Um, you get your budget. I didn't. Uh, I did want to tell you that in, and <laughs> you know, we talked about the average budget is uh, mm -hmm. is thirty three thousand dollars nationwide. The average bride goes over budget by five to seven thousand dollars. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, I believe it. So, you know, even though you have a set budget, um, ladies and gentlemen, just know that you were probably to get what you want and to get the day prepared the way you want it prepared. You are probably going to go over budget a little bit and just be prepared for that because it's OK, because everybody does it. Like I said, the average average person goes five to seven thousand dollars over their set budget when they are planning their wedding. Well, and I think what partly what what part of what causes that is that there becomes non-negotiables. Right. So they start booking things and they start, you know, getting locked into contracts and then they're like, crap, well, I still, I have to have this or I have to have that. And it's like, well, if that's what I want to have and have to have this is my one day to do, you know, extra things and go over, then they do it. And I think that's where you could be a little bit proactive on the front end and really get a more better concrete uh, budget when you by talking to a professional who can help guide you and say hey what are your wants and needs like what are incredibly important and like let's make sure we think of those ahead of time right so that way it's not a uh-oh two three months beforehand where you're you know tacking things on left and right 
Yeah, absolutely. And that is why I advocate hiring a wedding planner because a wedding planner is going to help you through all that. They're going to help you get the budget and they will probably help you not go over nearly as much as you would have yeah. if you were doing it on your own. So um, we are heading up on a break. want to tell everybody we are coming back with celebrity uh, news segment, a question from Corey and Austin and our wedding trend. And we will be right back with more Wedding Pro Radio right after this. Looking for a DJ for your wedding celebration? Well, then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment and so much more. With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525. DJ Songlist is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy-to-use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be. ACH Events is a full-service wedding planning and design team based in Texas with a focus on unparalleled service and event personalization. We offer our clients expert advice and hands-on guidance, ultimately bringing your special day to fruition through a highly personalized, stress-limiting, and always enjoyable planning experience. Texas is our home, but we handle weddings across the country and internationally. Wedding planning can be overwhelming, especially in this time of COVID-19, but we're here to help. So join the hundreds of brides we've already worked with and let's help you make your wedding vision come true. Contact us at achevents.com and let's start planning your dream wedding. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Wedding Pro Radio. So glad you tuned in. Abby, the content for uh, the budgeting was amazing. And I know you and I talked about maybe diving deeper into that to give people a little more on the specifics of each probably vendor and what they can expect and, and that kind of stuff. But I think we gave people some really good content. I agree. And I think if... I think it would be really cool if we could bring on professionals that are specifically in like certain aspects like catering or floral and design to kind of explain better explain how we can break down budget and um, understand it better. So if you guys, if there's anyone out there that's listening that uh, was raising their hand, like pick me, I would love to do that. We'd love to have you on. So let us know, reach out to us. Yeah, absolutely. And you can reach Abby at A-B-B-I-E at WeddingProRadio.com or myself, Rich, R-I-C-H at WeddingProRadio.com. Um, not only with questions, but if you have ideas for a topic or if you even want to be on the show as a guest, we would love to have you. And we love yes. having other wedding professionals on and talking about their craft. So many things yes. are unique about this industry from um, different perspectives and location and where you are in the country. So, um, yeah, reach out to us because we'd love to have you on. So segment coming up, Abby, is your segment, Celebrity News. So what we got? So we're taking a different little spin this week, and I wanted to just share some celebrities who officiated other famous people's weddings. I thought this would be super fun. <laughs> yeah. So I I know that uh, that you had a couple. Who are who are some of the big ones? I'm interested to hear hear about this. Well, so I actually I think I want to start off with someone that's like 
kind of close and near and dear to me. Um, one, I love Blake Shelton. We've already talked about his wedding on here before, uh, or his engagement, I guess I should say. Um, but he's actually ordained, and I found out through um, the insider. And okay, so hear me out. I'm actually from a smaller town outside of Austin called Round Rock, mm-hmm. and um, a baseball player who plays for the White Sox. His name's John Dank. He uh, married Ashley Monroe, who is on Pistol Annie's, and um, Pistol Annie's is, also has like a Miranda Lambert, which that's actually really ironic now that I'm even saying this out loud right. since that's Blake's. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Yep. Crazy connection. But anyways, he officiated, Blake officiated Ashley and John's wedding. And I did not know that. I knew John was like, I, I actually know the Danks fairly decent and i was like oh my gosh that's so crazy i didn't realize that blake was the person that married them so i thought that was kind of cool yeah you know you know that that is cool and you see that happen more and more i know that um for anybody that is a howard stern fan yes uh, mark consuelos who is kelly ripa's husband got ordained to marry uh howard to his his wife now wife beth Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Yeah, yeah. So it, it it happens quite a bit. It happens quite a bit, and I think Adam Levine didn't Adam Levine do that as well? Yeah, he he. Um, what? Well, he got married by his, which I didn't even know this, but his childhood best friend is Jonah Hill. Yeah, and I love Jonah. I think he's hilarious. Um, but apparently. Adam's wedding was officiated by Jonah. So I guess this like this just happens all of the time because then you also have. Uh, the Jeff Probst, the host of Survivor, he officiated Jenna Fisher and Lee Kirk, and then not surprised here, but Jimmy Kimmel uh, was it a fi- is ordained and is an officiant, and he's done Matt Damon's wedding, or I guess it was more of a renewal ceremony in 2013, and then he also officiated Jennifer Aniston and Justin Thoreau, um, that apparently brought everyone to tears, and it was like an amazing ceremony. That is so. Cool. And then. One of I don't I don't know if you're a Fleetwood Mac fan, but I am a huge Fleetwood Mac fan. Yeah, I love and Fleetwood Mac. I had this blew my mind. I Stevie Nicks is I love 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 Stevie Nicks, and um, she was the officiant to Vanessa Carlton and John McCauley, I think is how you say his last name. And I was like, what? Yeah. That would have been so cool. So, Let's anyways, apparently this is a theme that happens all the time where famous people just you know, step up and officiate other famous people's weddings. That is so cool. That is so cool. And, you know, I love the Adam Levine, Jonah Hill. They were friends. You know, half that band, Maroon 5, were all high school friends and, and, and buddies. They they just brought in a couple of members once they, they put the band together. But everybody knew everybody growing up through middle school and high school, So which is really Really? Neat. Yeah, yeah. Which I did is really, not really know neat. that. Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, Jesse Carmichael, who is the guitarist and is a yeah. childhood friend of Adam Levine, was actually at one of the weddings that I did here about a year ago, so it was kind of neat. And um, I will give advice to DJs if you have a, and I didn't do this, but if you have a celebrity who is a music celebrity at your wedding, do not play their song. They they <laughs> they, they they don't like it. They don't like it. And because Jesse and I actually talked about this, he's yeah yeah whatever you do, just don't play a Maroon Five song for me or or anything while I'm here because. It's just awkward, and I don't want to take the attention away from the guests. So just oh, treat yeah. just treat them like a regular guest, and don't call attention to them. And um, you know it'll go great, and then you have a great story to tell afterwards. That's right. That's right. So great tips on celebrity wedding news. Um, we're going to do our first question of the show, and the question is from Corey and Austin. 
It says, how long should I make our first dance and our specialty dances last? We want it to be special, but we don't want it to be awkward either. So I have some definite thoughts on this, but I want to hear your thoughts first, Abby. Oh, man, I wanted to hear your thoughts okay, first. All right. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll do mine. I'll do mine. You go first, because this is your wheelhouse. So typically, I tell my clients, um, unless they're really uncomfortable dancing in front of people, to do the whole first dance, because it's a special dance. It's the one time they're going to be able to do it. Um, they're going to be getting great photos and video from it. Um, it's an intimate moment. So I usually, unless they're super shy, recommend doing their whole first dance. Um, with the other dances, I generally recommend that um, unless they are really dead set on wanting to do the father-daughter and the mother-son and do the whole song, I recommend that they fade it out. And there are a couple mm -hmm. of ways you can you can have that happen with your, with your uh, entertainment. Um, there are actually three ways we do it. We just either say, do you want us to fade it halfway? And then we kind of judge a good halfway point and fade it out for them. Um, the other thing you can do is give your DJ a time code. So you can say, I want this song to fade at two minutes and 17 seconds, and they can follow it that way. And then mm -hmm. the third way I suggest doing it, if you're going to fade those two songs, is to do what's called fade on cue, which is basically you look at the DJ from the dance floor. He knows that to be looking for you, uh, give him a little nod or a little head shake, and that, that way they can judge exactly when they feel comfortable being done with it, and then you just fade it out. So that, that, that is, is how I'd suggest doing it. Hold first dance and then fade the other dances. Um, it gets to be long if you do all those dances and they're four or five, six minute songs. So uh, mm -hmm. it also helps cut time a little bit. Yeah, I think, I think when they last too long, you really lose the crowd and the guests. Like I feel like they're like, okay, we've watched you sway back and forth for the last five minutes. Right. <laughs> like, let's move on to the next thing. Uh, so I love that. And actually I had no idea that there were like options or the like different things that you actually categorize and ways yeah. to make it happen. So that's really good to know for my end. Cause I've definitely told like clients like, Hey, if you feel like you're done, just give us a wink right. and we'll go ahead and fade it out. So now I know that that's like an actual thing on yeah. cue. There yeah. we go. Yeah, absolutely. And the time code thing works really well cause they can listen to the song and pick a nice point. So yeah. If and I like, I like that because I feel like if a song gets to a bridge, yeah. You almost have to listen to almost the whole thing. Right. Yeah, I agree. So if you can try to time it before then, then you you don't get stuck. <laughs> yeah, usually if they leave it up to me, it's usually after the second chorus that I before yes. before I get to the bridge. If it's after the second chorus that I'll I'll pick a fade point. Yeah, cuz it's it's for me I always am like, "Oh, you're getting into the build up of the song and then you just killed it." <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> So, Corey in Austin, Texas, we hope that answered your question. Again, if anybody has more questions for us, please reach out and email us. Abby is A-B-B-I-E at WeddingProRadio.com, and I am Rich, R-I-C-H, at WeddingProRadio.com. Um, also, don't forget to go to the podcast and listen to past episodes of the show. You guys will love it. We are getting a lot of great feedback. Everybody's excited about it, and we hopefully have some big things coming up for you down the road. So, the last thing we're going to talk about is wedding trends. And Martha Stewart profiled this in uh, 2018, but now with COVID, it's becoming a little more popular, and that is individual serving wedding cakes. Yeah, this is uh, incredibly COVID-friendly too, Rich. Yeah. So it's like, I bet this is really going to blow up. Yeah, I, I agree. And basically, just so you know, guys, what it is is just basically single serving cakes. So, uh, you know, people can stay germ free and they spread them out and they do some really cool displays with them. And um, it, it, it actually is kind of neat looking. I love the way that they get real creative with the displays on the single serving cakes. 
Yeah, I actually have a client um, getting married in 2022 and we're making it like a part of like the course of the meal. And so after everyone eats their actual meal, they're getting a little pedestal of a mini cake in front of them like as like their dessert and it is going to be so freaking cute i'm so excited (laughs) that is so cool so that is our wedding trend of the week we are going to be back with more wedding pro radio coming up next dj song list is the ultimate special event music planning tool it's an easy to use application that provides music planning and organization for any event this app is frequently used for weddings corporate parties and any other event where a dj or band has been hired The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be. Looking for a DJ for your wedding celebration? Well, then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment and so much more. With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Wedding Pro Radio. Um, So now it is time for our tip of the week. And just so you'll know, Abby and I decided to to switch it up a little bit. Um, We just used to do a planner tip of the week, but I think we're going to do industry tips of the week. So I'm going to take this one this week. Tip of the week is a satellite setup and what to look for in a contract with multiple locations, cocktail hour, dance floor, when you have sound that's needed in different areas. So I am going to tackle that for you. So basically, and I'm going to do this from a DJ perspective, but it also applies to a band or individual performer. So um, basically when you're doing a wedding ceremony and reception, um, you're going to need sound in a couple of different areas. Uh, The first is the ceremony site itself. And what I would encourage you to do is if you're hiring a DJ is to have them do a separate setup for the ceremony. You don't want them to do what's called a set and reset, which is basically where they take part of their equipment that's from the main sound system, use it for the ceremony, and then rehaul it, break it down, and take it mm-hmm. over and, and use it for the reception and rehook it up um, for a couple of reasons. One, you got downtime there. So, you know, it should you should be immediate because as soon as the ceremony's over, Guests are going to be mingling around and you want to get right to cocktail music and and give people some music to listen to in the background. So that is why I would recommend that. Also, with with the ceremony setup itself, have your entertainer do an omnidirectional lapel mic. And just so you'll know, what omnidirectional means is it picks up everything within about an eight-foot radius. They're a little more expensive, but most good DJ and DJ providers should have them. The key to that is that only the officiant will need to wear the mic because it's going to pick up everything within within a grouping. So you mm. won't have to put a separate mic on the groom and a separate mic on the bride or a mic on a stand to pick up other stuff. Um, they, they will be able to adjust, and as long as they are you know within that six, eight-foot radius of the officiant, you're going to hear everything fine. Um, this, that makes so much sense because I feel like I've had some ceremonies where I'm like, I can perfectly hear the bride and groom say their vows, and I've had some where I'm like, I can't even hear them. What is the difference? Yeah. That would 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Totally different than mics. So it's called omnidirectional mic. Again, they're a little more expensive, but they're well worth it. So just ask your vendor about that. Um, so after the ceremony is over, sometimes there's a designated cocktail hour in an extra area that is not in the main ballroom where the reception is going to be or the main room the reception is going to be. So you want to think about having a satellite speaker in those areas, and most of your vendors can do that. Um, I know from our perspective, we actually do it if it's close enough. If it's within 200 feet, we actually do it wirelessly. So we have a mm -hmm. wireless hookup that hooks up to the main sound system. So everything you hear from the main sound system is then um, is then broadcasting out to this extra speaker. Um, the other thing, if it's a, it's a, if it's a pretty good distance, the other thing you can do is have them set up an extra speaker, and maybe they can stream from an iPad and do a playlist yes. for you. You give them a background yes. playlist, and they can take care of that. And then, um, you know, and sometimes what you want to do, and I don't know if you've seen this, Abby, with a bigger room, you want to talk to your DJ about doing a back speaker. And basically, a backfill speaker is you have your main sound system, say it's in the front of the room, dance floor's in front of it, and then you have tables, and then you have the back of the room. A backfill speaker basically is a wireless speaker that goes in the back of the room and broadcasts from that location so the people in the back sound is not getting washed out. Because the way mm -hmm. sound works in big ballrooms is if there are people dancing, it's getting absorbed by their bodies. So sometimes with some of the stuff and the announcements you're making, you can't hear it in the back of the room nearly as well as you can if you're a little bit closer. But with the backfill speaker, that eliminates all that and um, and helps everybody hear everything that's going on. That makes so much sense. And it's so good to hear you explain all of this because I think when clients are you know, signing their entertainment contracts and specifically their DJ contracts, yeah. I don't think that they know to look for all of this. And I don't know if this happens in your market as much as it does in ours but I feel like I'm constantly having to advise clients to add things to their DJ contracts right. after they've already signed them if they're not like a full service client with me right? because they don't think about those extra speakers and the extra equipment that's needed and so they go for a more minimal package not realizing that their venue has so many different locations and so many different needs. Right. Um, and so it's it's good for, for everyone to be educated on like how, like think about the setups that you need before you actually sign your DJ contract so you know what you need to commit to. Yeah, and a good DJ service. So I, what I will tell people if they're booking a DJ, a good DJ service will pretty much have a basic all-inclusive package. Um, typically, the extra speaker for the cocktail and that kind of stuff isn't in a basic package, but a ceremony and reception setup should be. Okay. Um, be leery, ladies and gentlemen, if you're booking a DJ company and they're giving you a base price and then trying to charge you for a wireless mic for toast and speeches or you know i had one bride tell me the dj said well for this much money i'll bring partial song library for this much money i'll bring a full song library whoa so you want to be wary of guys that kind of nickel and dime you on each and every little thing a good service will provide you with just about all the basics you need and then the right. only things you'll need to add on are like a ceremony cocktail speaker or if you want room up lighting or a photo booth but all the basic stuff should be included in that contract. Um, you know, that's where a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of, in, in our industry, uh, DJ-wise, there's a lot of bait and switch that goes on. There yes. are a lot of guys that yes. will give you a super low rate and say, this is the rate. But then you find out in the fine print, but you got to add this and this and this and this right. and this to, exactly. get, to get what you really want. Yes. So, um, yes. you know, when you're booking something, take it, take a, a 
a good look at what they offer in their packages and know that usually if they're a little more expensive service, you know, if, if they're in the, I know in Atlanta, like about $1,500 is about the average mm-hmm. for a good DJ mm-hmm. service. And there's some, um, there's, there's some that are, are above that, but I'd say 15,000, 2000, those guys are going to be the ones that are going to give you your bang for the buck and usually have all inclusive mm-hmm. packages, which have everything. It's the ones that uh, try to get you in at $500 and get you booked. And then next thing you know, they're nickel and diamond you to death. And then you're back at right. the same price anyway. Yep. A hundred percent. Totally. So that, that is my tip. Did you have, do you have any, any advice on any of the, on the fill aspects of, of the ceremony and reception of those costs? No, I think you nailed it. And I think that was such great information um, that I, I know that I've, I learned something and I just think it's really good for people to hear that are listening in, you know, to know what questions to ask and what to look for when they, when they are booking their entertainment. So thank you. That was awesome. You are so welcome. And listen, speaking of backfill speakers, there's actually a new speaker that that came out that I'm taking a look at uh, that Electra Voice makes. And it's a smaller speaker specifically designed for backfill. And here's the cool thing about it. So usually when you're doing a backfill speaker, you have a little bit of delay, but it's not a a big deal. I mean, it's a little Mm -hmm. annoying from the DJ perspective because you can hear the echo, but Uh people in the back of the room don't notice it. But they have a new uh, speaker that just came out where you can set a delay on it. And it actually, you do it in feet. So if you're a, if the speaker's 100 feet from the main sound system, you set the delay at 100 feet and the sound comes out exactly the same time. There's no echo or anything. It's, it's amazing. Cool. Yeah, it's amazing technology. So I'm looking forward to diving a little deeper in and I may do something about that on uh, on my wedding page, the Black Tie Events page for, uh, for yeah. people to take a look at. So, all right, awesome. we got our question, and the question is from Tiffany in Denver, Colorado. It says, we have a limo coming to pick us up at the end of the night. What are some cool ideas for send-off favors as we leave? Ooh, do you have one? You want me to go first? You know, my favorite, my favorite, to be honest with you, are the glow sticks or the glow wands. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I love those is because you can pass them out like the last half hour of the reception, and people get to dance with them and have fun with them before they take them outside for the send-off. But it also makes really cool dance floor pictures as well. Like when you have the party just rocking and they have those glow sticks out there and the photographer can do some slow motion stuff where you see kind of the wand moving and, when, and the yep. light patterns. I, yep. mean, I, I, I think those are my favorite. You literally, that was one of my top ones. It, because because um, like, especially when I have to work around band sets, right? So bands typically ask for, you know, a couple 10 to 15 minute breaks um, in between their sets. Right. And so it's when in that last set comes on, it is my favorite thing to bring out glow sticks and, you know, glow wrist wristbands and anything else that just lights up fun dance floor drunk people. It's amazing. And it just takes the dance floor to a whole nother level. Um, right at the end of the night. So whether it is a band or a DJ, like that's always super fun to do. And then it makes for great pictures on the send off as well. And then people have fun drunk, you know, taking them home and playing around with them after the fact. So I love that. Um, one of my favorite send offs, which is not really, it's not really a favor, but one that we've been doing a lot more lately, I've been calling it the paparazzi send off right. is uh, we have everyone line up and, you know, some venues are really like, there are quite a few in Austin that have completely like, removed sparklers of being able to be allowed uh they might have a lot of trees and foliage or whatever and that's why or they might have had an incident so they've cut them well and, and you so know what Abby, time- I, i'm oh, sorry to interrupt you you know what people don't think about is a wedding dress is highly flammable 
I mean, highly it, it, flammable. It is high. I, I have seen. I can't tell you how many weddings I've seen where after the bride ran through the sparklers, she has little burn holes in her dress yep. from the sparks. Oh yeah, oh yeah, happens all the time. Yep. So, um, we, you know, I always have like, like, what do we do then if we don't if we can't do sparklers? I'm like, let's do paparazzi send off. So everyone grabs their phone, turns on their flashlight. And basically, the photographer and the videographer capture the bride and groom coming down, and it straight up looks like they're being bombarded by paparazzi, but it's all of their favorite people. Uh, and it's so cute. The pictures turn out amazing. So uh, that's one of my other favorites. <laughs> yeah, and, and the other thing I've seen is uh, flower petals. Again, with all these send-off ideas, ladies and gentlemen, check with the venue because different venues have different rules of what you're allowed to exactly. use or not lose because they got to think about it. You know, when you have 150 people throwing flower petals, somebody's got to clean those up at the end of the night. So right. um, yep. definitely take that into consideration. You know, the old days they used to do bird seed in the in the olden times. Um, <laughs> so you can you know um, you can do bird seed. There are a lot of other things that you can do. The good lavender. thing lavender. I've done yep. dried lavender before. Yep, I've I've seen that. I've seen that as well. And you know, one of the coolest ones I saw was a dove release, and people Ooh. cheered. And then right as the bride and groom got to the back uh, or got ready to get into the limo, they had um, two cages on either side of the doors, and they released doves. Oh, that's so fun. Um, yeah, and you know, let me tell you, these Dove people, it is a racket because you know what they do? They charge <laughs> they charge a bunch of money for these Doves to be released. And I'm not – please don't email me about this if you're a, if you're a Dove person. I'm just trying to <laughs> make fun and, and have a good time. But So <laughs> what they do is then the Doves just fly home. So, so they get in their car and they're back and the Doves are sitting in the cage waiting to be fed by the time they get back. So, you know, they can, they're using them over and over again. So, uh, Wait, you, really? Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> they release the Doves. The Doves are like homing pigeons. So the Doves fly back to wherever their coop is at the house and they're waiting for oh them when God. they get back. <laughs> I would have never thought that. So you that's could amazing. use them over every weekend. They take them somewhere else. Hey, guys, go home. And they fly and everybody loves it and they clap. And so anyway, I just thought that was a funny little. That's, that is a little funny tidbit of knowledge. The things you learn being in the wedding industry. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Tiffany, we hope that answered your question. And uh, there are a bunch of cool options. Um, maybe Abby and I will throw up some photos of some different stuff up on yeah. the up on our social media pages that you can take a look at. By the way, if you want to check out our social media page, uh, just look up Wedding Pro Radio. We are also on podcast on pretty much any podcast platform you can imagine yep. if you look for Wedding Pro Radio. And uh, if you want to get a question into us, do it at rich, R-I-C-H, at WeddingProRadio.com or Abby, A-B-B-I-E, at WeddingProRadio.com or you can do it through our website, WeddingProRadio.com. So, all right. So, Abby, speaking of that, speaking of send-offs, we are going to count down uh, our top 10 last dance songs. And just so you guys know, DJ Songlist, which is an amazing planning app, uh, sponsors this segment. And every week we try to give you a list of songs that either are my favorites or Abby's favorites. Um, but we also get feedback from the DJ community and the DJ message boards and by submissions from the app. So we are going to count down the top 10 last dance songs. And Abby, coming in at number 10, did you see the list I sent you? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So and I'm actually floored. There's no Bruno Mars. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That is a great point. 
just about every just about every list we've done lately has had a Bruno Mars song in it, and there is no Bruno Mars. I was dying. Mars. I was like, oh my god, we made a list without Bruno. Although you know what, we could marry you, which we've used in about five different lists. We could probably <laughs> use again. So um, Bruno, we are so sorry, buddy. I tried to get you in on the list, but sometimes it just doesn't work the way I want it to. So, Sorry, I just had to say it. No, no, but you know what? That makes me laugh because that's exactly right. That's exactly right. I didn't think about that. So com <laughs> coming in at number 10 is The Last Dance by Frank Sinatra. It's the so great classic song. Absolutely. And if you're doing an old school um, wedding where you're playing a lot of jazz standards and a lot of Frank Sinatra, Michael Buble, that kind of stuff, and you've created that feel. This is a great one to use for um, Coming in at number nine is Dirty Bit by The Time, which is basically a remake of I've Had the Time of My Life. Um, yes. With just a little funk to it. So it's a big building song, and uh, it takes a little while to get into it. The intro is pretty long, so um, but you guys get the idea, and it is a great, great song to use. And I get a ton of requests for this one. And then coming in at number eight is Green Day. The song's called Good Riddance, Time of Your Life, but basically uh, it uses time of your life throughout the song, so people love this one. Kind of if you, if you got kind of a rocking crowd or a crowd that likes alternative music, this is a great one to right. yep. Coming in at number seven for our country fans, I Don't Want This Night to End by Luke Bryan. This is a great one for anyone who wants to do some two-stepping at the end of the night. Yeah, um, I agree. We, down here in Texas, I'm just kidding, but for real, we do use that one a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And, uh, you know, great if you're doing a lot of country music at your wedding as well. Uh, coming in at number seven, or at number six, excuse me, is an old 80s classic. Yes. Take Me Home Tonight by Eddie Money. I love this song. <laughs> and it doesn't say it any better than that. You're getting done, you did your first dance, now take me home. So, oh, that's such a good one, and everyone always knows that song. I agree. And coming in at number five is Send Me On My Way by Rusted Root. This is another, I mean, this you, you killed it on this list, by the way. I'm loving all of these. Oh, good. I'm so glad. And, and listen, guys, these lists are posted on our Spotify page. So yes. you just go to DJ Songlist at dash WPR for Wedding Pro Radio, and you can pull up any of the lists that we do on the show. Um, coming in at number four, Dancing in the Moonlight. I think this one is a great one for DJs and, and entertainment to use to get all ages on the dance floor at the end of the night. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, that is my goal when I do a wedding is I want everybody dancing. I don't just want mm -hmm. the bride and groom. I want everybody to dance to mm -hmm. celebrate the whole end of the celebration. With this song, um, it's done by King Harvest, but there's also another good version by a band called Top Loader. So you guys check that one out. Number three, probably the most classic last dance song of all time. Last Dance by Donna Summer. This would be number one if this was my list. <laughs> yeah, it's a great one. And it, you know, the thing I love about this one, Abby, is it starts slow and then it uh -huh. builds. And then uh -huh. just by the end, everybody's just sweating and dancing to it and having a blast. Yes. Jump in. Yes. Coming in at number two on our list of the top ten Last Dance songs is Save the Last Dance for Me by Michael Bublé. Super romantic. It is. And you know, Michael Bublé is getting more and more popular for a bunch of specialty songs at wedding receptions. So mm -hmm. um, if mm -hmm. you guys are putting together a list, definitely consider some Michael Bublé songs. 
And this is another one for the 80s babies out there. The number one top 10 last dance song according to our list. I've had the time of my life from the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. This one is such... Actually, I, full disclosure, I don't think I hear this one a ton at the end of the night, but I totally am going to start suggesting this because love the song, love Dirty Dancing, everything about it. Well, you know, But it, this is such a good one. Yeah, it kind of sums up the whole event. Everybody's yeah, there. Yeah. They had a great time. They celebrated. Um, you know, I even love it when people try to get out there and imitate the movie. And uh, <laughs> do that big dance where they start from across and yeah. spy runs and you do the lift up over yeah. your head. Although Definitely. I saw two groomsmen do it and they nearly killed each other trying to do it after uh-huh. they had a couple of beers. Be so, yeah, exactly. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was our list of the top 10 last dance songs. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, uh, we do a countdown list of some of our favorite songs that are wedding related every week. So, make sure you tune in each week. And the lists are available on our Spotify playlist. Again, the playlist is Wedding Pro, or excuse me, DJ Songless Dash Wedding Pro Radio. Thank you to DJ Songless for sponsoring that. Abby, those were some good ones. Oh yeah, these all of these playlists that you put together just turn into like my daily like listen to for the weeks. So I'm just I just also just listen to them to listen to them. I love that. And you know the other great thing about it is all these songs are available in the DJ Songless app. So, Brides, when you're downloading the DJ Songlist app to help you put together your lists, all these are under the Last Dance category there, so you can select any or all any of them that you want for your Last Dance, and even add some of the ones that you don't want for your Last Dance to your general playlist as you go throughout the evening. It's awesome. Awesome. So, we are going to take a quick break, and then uh, come back and wrap up the show. Just a quick shout out, and we'll talk about this when we get back from break. Looking for a DJ for your wedding celebration? Well, then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment and so much more. With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525. DJ Songlist is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy-to-use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be. ACH Events is a full-service wedding planning and design team based in Texas with a focus on unparalleled service and event personalization. We offer our clients expert advice and hands-on guidance, ultimately bringing your special day to fruition through a highly personalized, stress-limiting, and always enjoyable planning experience. Texas is our home, but we handle weddings across the country and internationally. Wedding planning can be overwhelming, especially in this time of COVID-19, but we're here to help. So join the hundreds of brides we've already worked with and let's help you make your wedding vision come true. Contact us at achevents.com and let's start planning your dream wedding. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into Wedding Pro Radio. Uh, Got Paige Vaughn with Paige Vaughn Photo next week and looking forward to another great episode next week. Yes, she's going to be awesome. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you'll have a great week. 
We'll see you next week with more Wedding Pro Radio. Uh-huh.